Welcome to All Axes, brought to you by Mazak, a podcast where we interview the people helping to shape the future of manufacturing to give you a better understanding of where we're heading and why. We believe that with an understanding of technology, workforce, and market trends, you can always grow your business. My name is Thielen Henderson, and I'll be your host. Joining us today to discuss conversational controls is Samuel Patterson, Applications Engineer with Knox Machinery. Well, Samuel, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Ah, it's a pleasure. What is it that you love about manufacturing? I think the the biggest thing that kept me in manufacturing for as long as I've been, I've got over a 20-year career now, is actually seeing a product come to life. Whether that product be a, uh, a blueprint that's handed to me by, you know, whoever asked me to do the job, or if it's a concept, you can take a concept straight out of an engineering's uh, standpoint or mindset and make a manufacturable part out of it. That, that to me is the base root of love of manufacturing for me. Just an idea, something scrawled on a cocktail napkin, taken to a blueprint, taken to an actual physical product. Exactly. Cool. And seeing that yeah. product do the job it was intended to do. Yeah, that end result's nice. I, I like that, too. Uh, so how were you trained? Uh, I came up in the business. I started off on um, mass production, uh, old Acme Gridley screw machines. I actually followed, followed my uh, father into the trade. Uh, my my dad's a, a 40 plus year machinist got into his line of work which was tool and die manuals uh, running manual lathes manual mills and knew there had to be an easier way and a faster way to do the jobs I was doing so I decided to venture into CNC well I already knew from a manual standpoint what needed to be done so all I had to learn to do then was tell the computer or control how to do what I wanted it to do Right. So you you came to CNC's with a general understanding of how things work, but no formal training on CNC controls. No, nothing formal. It was all on the job. Right. Uh, And what are your current responsibilities now, 20 years into the field? Well, after 20 years, I am now um, in a role of applications engineer for Mm -hmm. a machine tool distributor um, in Franklin, Ohio, by the name of Knox Machinery. Mm -hmm. Samuel, what's your experience been with Mesotrol? My experience with Mazatrol has been awesome. I started with Mazatrol programming in 2006. And just to throw in a little personal story, I'd been doing it for a few years. And I had one of my coworkers come up to me with a little job he needed for home. And he asked me, you know, if I could make this part for him. I said, sure, no problem. What he didn't know was that I had already had a lot of the tooling for the part that he was looking to make already set up in my machine. So at that point, all I really had to do was go cut a piece of stock, throw it in the machine, touch off. And less than 10 minutes later, I walked back up to him with a completed part. And he he looked at me. He was like, you got this done already? And he, he was in absolute disbelief. He was looking at me like I was a, a machining god of some sort. And it it's only continued from there as my experience has grown. Uh, another quick little personal story. Um, with Knox Machinery, we had uh, just gotten started with Mazak. And um, Greg Knox came in. Um, 
he had a customer request for time studies on three parts. Well, at the time, we had a quick turn 250, just a standard two-axis lathe with a tailstock sitting on our floor. So I took those three parts and a pair of calipers, walked up to the control, and I actually programmed those parts as if I was going to run them. And 45 minutes later, I had three parts, ops 10 and 20, written completely with time studies and had those time studies back to him. And the look on Greg Knox's face was much the same as the look on my old co-worker's face. He, he looked at me in utter disbelief that I was able to pull that off that quickly using nothing but a Mazatrol control. No CAD CAM system, no nothing. Just myself, the control, and 45 minutes later, I had six programs fully written with time studies to back them up. That's cool. That's the capability of the Mazatrol control. It, it allows you to quickly and easily get the part you're trying to make programmed. And as long as it's not in a 3D contoured profile environment, you can produce very complex parts very quickly, especially when you throw in the use of the 3D assist. All right, Samuel, can you tell me about a time that a customer used Mazatrol to uh, change the direction of their business? Well, we have one customer that I recently helped out. Um, they had been using older Mazatrol controls, um, and they were still running great, but they were looking for some additional capabilities. Uh, they ended up picking up a uh, Quick Turn 250 with a milling Y-axis and a subspindle, which was new to them. And they were able to take parts that they were running in two and three operations and were able to transfer it to one machine and in Mazatrol Conversational produce all the features that they were looking for on that part in one setup. And this was a fairly complex part. And I had some face milling, some cross drilling to it, um, backside machining. They were really hitting all the areas of this part. And this was a part that they could never um, get off in just one operation before. I went in, they were having some difficulty with it, and I helped them out. And they were absolutely giddy when they saw this part come off of one machine in just a few minutes worth of programming time to get it all straightened out. And they were able to get this part off in less than a third of a time it took them before. They were really excited about the performance of the Mazatrol programming and, and how versatile it was to take all of these different operations, combine it into one part run, and make more money on the part because they're producing it in less setups, less time, and less effort. So if a job shop owner was uh, facing a skills gap and they found an applicant that they felt had a strong desire to learn and a good work ethic and wanted that person to run a CNC machine, is it then just a question of just getting that person some training? And then, you know, how long would it take for that person, and again, broad strokes, uh, until they could run a conversational control? Conversational is for the new beginning you know, machine operator is probably the easiest to understand because you don't have a lot of code that you have to try and figure out, okay, well, what does this code do and, 
and what variables do I need to make it work. Not everybody can get that level right off the bat. Me, it's what I was started off with, so I, I kind of took to it, and I, I've invested the time to learn the code, and then I learned conversational a little later. But for the new greenhorn, for lack of a better term, you know, the, the, the new person coming into the trade today, you know, there's going to be some grunt work. Everybody does it, but like you say, with, with the right work ethic and the desire to learn, conversational is... It's a quick way of letting the machine handle the back end while you're actually seeing what changes you're making to this piece of material that you're working with. I, uh, when I first started um, with Mazatrol in particular, it was so easy to understand for me. And I, I had, at that point, I had little to no conversational experience. Within two weeks, I was writing my own program. And if, if you tried to use a non-conversational control, if you tried to use G-code, I mean, how long, and again, broad brushstrokes, how long would it take until an operator was comfortable writing their own G-code? Uh, that really depends on if they have any kind of manufacturing experience whatsoever. Right. of course. You know, if you get somebody that's run a manual machine, um, yeah. you can learn code in as little as six months and start you know, experimenting and, and working with your own code. But for someone that doesn't know machining practices, that that process could take up to a year or more. I mean, as little as six months. Six months seems like a pretty big number. It is. There's a lot of technical knowledge between all the different codes for different machines. Um and this is coming from someone who's programmed machines from just about every manufacturer out there. And some you've never heard of. But EIA, you know, developed in 1967, I believe, is, has become such a broad language, especially with today's complex five-axis machines, that you almost need a computer to generate that a level of code especially on five axis when you're dealing with five different simultaneous axis movements at the same time. You know, th that would take a, a team of people months to do all the calculations involved in writing that code. So then you're talking CAD CAM. Well, CAD CAM takes another six months to a year to learn. There's always the courses you can take, but to really develop the understanding of what you're trying to do and translate that into a coded environment. That's what takes the time. It's, it's not just the, the classes, it's the experience. Right. Yeah. And that, and it's a massive investment. I mean, especially if there's a, a simpler alternative that can rely on, on a computer and, and uh, an easier interface. So can Mesotrol and EIA programs be combined? Absolutely. And it goes both ways, actually. If you have a part with both simple features and, say, a 3D contoured surface, mm -hmm. um, mold making uses a lot of that. There's, there's a lot of fields that utilize a 3D surface that a conversational control just doesn't have the power to translate to. In those cases, you can start off a program doing your simple features in Mesotrol 
and yet still have the capability of sending out to an EIA sub-program mm -hmm. to do the 3D contour features. And what about the overall part programming speed? Does Mesa Troll shorten programming time? Yes. On, uh, on the processes that Mesa Troll is really suited for, Yes, the programming speed in a Mesotrol program is much reduced because you don't have all the extra codes that you have to punch in time and again and time and again. One set of codes, for instance, sending the machine home, G28, G91, Z0, and you have to put that in at the beginning and end of every process you write. With a Mesotrol, you don't have to tell it to go home at every process. You simply write the process. The machine knows, hey, I got to go home to, to change the tools, and then I have to go home when I'm done machining the part with that tool. Okay, so you've been in this industry for 20 years, and what we need is more people with your skill set and, and more people with your level of experience. But it, it's too urgent these days. The skills gap is too too massive for us to wait 20 years. Is Can we do that by just doing better with training and, and doing better in, with investing in technology? Well, while training has its place, the technology side of it's just as important. Right. And conversational controls, they can greatly speed up the amount of time it takes for an operator to understand what it is they're doing without having to understand a great deal of code. Right. Um, they, they quickly and easily see because the machine is asking them questions and they're simply answering them by the information on their blueprint or schematic or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they very quickly see the part that they're trying to make come to life without having to have a, 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 a 10 year experience level of reading and understanding and writing code. That's great. You know, the, the coding side is not necessary. All they need to see are the dimensions that they're trying to hit, and they see their product come to life. So someone without an, without the experience can visually see on the controller where they need to be. They, they can see uh, uh, and make sure that it matches everything in the blueprint. It walks them through, and they can do that without telling the machine every single step. Exactly. They don't have to be in control of every single solitary little move that the machine is making from X to Y to Z. Yeah. They just, they simply say, hey, I want to run this tool and I want to do this process at this location. It, it allows them to be much more uh, results focused and, and not get bogged down uh, in, in every minute detail. Exactly, and and nice for NC code is all about the detail. Of course, you know the, a and single the missing matter. decimal point. <laughs> but all you're right, and the details matter. But all that detail is handled by the computer, by the controls, all behind the scenes, and it just allows the operator to focus on doing their job and making sure that they're producing the best parts possible. Exactly. And the that's where the technology side of this industry comes into play. Right. If we've got the technology to speed up the understanding of a new operator as to what they're trying to accomplish, that's really the best of both worlds, in my cool. opinion. It, it, it goes hand in hand. It's, it's not just training. It's not just technology. It's the combination of both and how to get that output in 
the shortest amount of time possible. Well, Samuel, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. If you want to learn more about how conversational controls can help you close your skills gap, we have a white paper available for download at mazakusa.com. Be sure to subscribe to All Axes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or you can always visit our website at mazakusa.com for the latest episode. 